Base launch track and countdown net. Pad is clear. 10, 9, 8. Launch auto sequence seven, has started. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Go for launch. Dragon, separation confirmed. Stage one is transonic. Landing lakes have deployed. And Falcon 9 has landed. On your screen is a live view of Falcon 9 awaiting its 2.38 a.m. Eastern time launch from Space Launch Complex 40 at Cape Canaveral Space Force Station. Good evening and welcome to our 56th launch of 2022 covering the iSpace Mission 1 for our customer iSpace. My name is Jesse Anderson and I'm a production engineering manager here at SpaceX, joining you from our headquarters in Hawthorne, California. Now today we will be launching iSpace's Series 1 lunar lander towards the lunar surface, marking the first privately funded commercial mission to the moon. iSpace is a commercial lunar transportation company focused on designing and building lunar landers and rovers in order to bring customer payloads to the moon and lunar orbit iSpace participated in the Google Lunar X Prize race and their team named Hakuto was selected as one of five finalists. Today's launch is part of the Hakuto R program, which is one of two missions with mission two tentatively planned for 2024. Hakuto means white rabbit in Japanese folklore. It is said that a white rabbit lives on the moon. The R in Hakuto R stands for reboot in the spirit of re-energizing our motivation and drive toward our goal. In addition to the iSpace Series 1 lunar lander, we have NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory's lunar flashlight on board the second stage today. Lunar flashlight will be the first planetary spacecraft to use a new kind of green fuel, in addition to being the first mission to use a four-laser reflectometer to look for water ice on the moon. Now we'll have more about today's payloads a bit later in the webcast. Now, currently weather is green and looking good for T0 and the range is ready to support liftoff in about 13, 13 minutes from now. For now, let's take a moment to get more familiar with the Falcon 9 rocket that you see there on your screen. Our two-stage liquid-fueled launch vehicle stands 70 meters tall, which is equivalent to the wingspan of a 747 jet. Like most of our missions these days, the booster supporting today's flight is flight proven and flying for a fifth time, having previously supported SES-22 and three Starlink missions. There are three main parts of the rocket visible on your screen, the first stage, second stage, and the fairing. Now the bottom two thirds of the vehicle is what we call the first stage. This is the portion of the vehicle that is covered with soot from its previous flights. The first stage's primary role is to accelerate all the way to the edge of space with the help of nine Merlin engines. And there it will drop off the second stage, which has the payload attached to it. Now the first stage will then make its way back to Earth, where we will attempt to recover it back on land at landing zone two today. Now if you turn your attention to the section above stage one in the black carbon fiber inner stage, you'll see Falcon 9's second stage. About two and a half minutes into flight, the stages will separate and the second stage will ignite its single MVAC engine or Merlin vacuum engine to carry itself in the iSpace Series 1 lunar lander to a lunar transfer orbit. 
The satellite is safely enclosed inside of the payload fairing, which is the large nose cone at the very top of the vehicle. Our fairing is about 40 feet tall with a 17 foot diameter. Now to put that size into perspective, an average fire truck is about 40 feet long and 12 feet wide. So it would just fill the inside of the fairing. Now, similar to the first stage, the fairing halves we are using today are flight proven and we'll be attempting to recover them again once they make their way back down to earth. The main payload on today's mission is the iSpace Series 1 Lunar Lander. And on board the lander are seven payloads, including two rovers, a battery experiment, an artificial intelligence flight computer, and multiple 360 cameras. iSpace has also included a nameplate engraved with names of Hakuto supporters during Google Lunar X Prize, and a music disc featuring the song Serato from Japanese rock band Sock on Action. As mentioned earlier, in addition to these payloads, we have NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory's lunar flashlight on board our second stage today. So with that, let's learn a little bit more about our mission today. Today, we're opening up new horizons. iSpace's vision is to expand human activity beyond Earth and to create a future cislunar economy. We envision a future where thousands of people visit, live, and work on the moon, contributing to the progress of all humankind. As the first step, we developed our own lunar lander technology, the Series 1 Lunar Lander. Combining flight-proven technologies and in-house development, iSpace is offering frequent and reliable payload transportation to lunar orbit and surface as well as data services to support and accelerate technological demonstrations, science projects, and our customers' next-generation businesses. Among the milestones of our first mission are a successful launch and establishing a communications link with our ground control, followed by a series of maneuvers during the lander's journey to the moon. Our mission success criteria are focused on lunar landing, each of which will verify our individual lander technologies and accumulate value in our knowledge base. After launch, the lander's operations are controlled from our mission control center in Tokyo. The lander will use its thrusters, controlled by Draper's landing software, leveraging experience from the Apollo program to perform a controlled descent and landing on the lunar surface. After safely arriving on the moon, the lander will start the deployment and operations of its payloads, as well as establish a stronger communication link for the transmission of data and telemetry. The planned mission duration will last approximately 10 days. Among others, iSpace aims to collect lunar regolith and to transfer ownership of this lunar resource to NASA, jumpstarting space resource utilization. Our first two missions will verify our design and technology, and the experience and data from those missions will contribute to the design of the Series 2 lander, which we will provide to the NASA CLPS program as part of our Mission 3 in 2025 as a member of Team Draper. Our international team consists of members from over 25 countries and has been working tirelessly to get ready for this day. By applying space-proven components for critical systems such as propulsion and avionics, and utilizing in-house developed parts for other systems, we are able to develop and integrate our lander faster and more efficiently. On this first mission, we are carrying the Mohammed bin Rashid Space Center Rashid Rover from Dubai the Japan Aerospace Exploration Agency's transformable lunar robot. 
multiple payloads within the Canadian Space Agency's LEAP program, and an experimental solid-state battery by NGK spark plug to the lunar surface. iSpace continues to overcome new and unique challenges every day, but we are committed to make our vision a reality. The objective of our first mission is to verify our lander technology and design. The work for our subsequent missions has already begun, and the experience from our first mission will enable us to improve our lander design further and overcome obstacles during our second mission in 2024 and third mission in 2025 at an even higher level of competency. This first mission will further validate and strengthen our business, providing reliable lunar transportation and lunar data services. This is the dawn of the lunar economy. Join us in this new chapter of humanity. Let's go to the moon. On your screen is a live view of the Hakuto-R's Mission Control Center located in Tokyo. From their, last, from their Mission Control Center, the iSpace team will monitor the lunar lander's attitude, operational state, and other conditions. The members on console will send commands and data to the lander and receive images and telemetry among the other data during transit to the moon as well as from the lunar surface. Now, if you're interested in following along with Hakuda R's Mission Control Center, feel free to check out ispaceinc.com slash launch. Now, as we approach T minus six minutes to liftoff, the Falcon 9 team began their final checks at T minus two hours. Most recently, we completed the ground team pull to proceed with propellant load and launch at T minus 38 minutes. We began loading propellant at T minus 35 minutes. And Falcon 9 is a bi-propellant vehicle, meaning it uses two propellants, a fuel and an oxidizer. For Falcon 9, our fuel is a refined form of kerosene known as RP-1 or rocket propellant 1. Now to burn the fuel, we need an oxidizer. Falcon 9's oxidizer is super chilled liquid oxygen or what we call densified LOX. It's chilled well below its boiling point, which increases its density and allows us to load more into the first and second stage LOX tanks. Currently fuel is loading, uh, currently fuel loading is complete on the second stage while loading continues on the first stage until T minus six minutes. Liquid oxygen is loading onto both first and second stages right now. Now we also need an igniter to start burning the fuel and oxidizer. Tanks are pressurizing for strong back retract. Just pausing for those comms. We also need an igniter to start burning the fuel and oxidizer, and for that we use the chemical T-TEB, or triethyl aluminum and triethyl boring. It produces a characteristic green flash that we can sometimes see at the bottom of the vehicle. Once our Merlin engines ignite, they will they'll begin throwing the combustion exhaust out of the engine nozzles at the base of the rocket, resulting in a push on the vehicle in the opposite direction. This is a great Strong example. Started. This is a great example of Newton's third law of motion. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. As for weather, we are still currently green, and the range is ready to support liftoff in just about four minutes from now at, at 2.38 a.m. Eastern Time. 
And you can see on your screen just below the fairing, the clamp arms have begun opening. Once these are fully open, then the TE or the transporter erector will begin to attract away from the vehicle. At T minus zero, ground hydraulic systems will pull the T even further away from Falcon 9 as it lifts off. And there, again, you can see on your screen, looks like the clamp arms are now fully open. That TE should begin to retract away from the vehicle. Now, at this point in the countdown, both the first and second stages are nearly fully loaded with 1 million pounds of kerosene fuel and liquid oxygen. Both first stage and second stage should finish pro loading propellant about a minute apart from each other. First stage will wrap up at T minus three minutes and second stage at T minus two minutes. Stage one locks load complete. Great timing. There's that call out that locks load is now complete on the first stage. stage. One, now those white clouds that you see around Falcon 9 are created when propellant oxidizer, that super chilled liquid oxygen comes in contact with the warm humid weather in Florida. At T minus 60 seconds, Falcon 9 will be in startup. This means that the rocket's autonomous internal flight computers have taken over the launch countdown. And just inside T minus two seconds is when we light the Merlin 1D engines for liftoff. The ice-based Mission 1 payload continues to be healthy and the Falcon 9 team is tracking no issues on the vehicle. If for some reason we do not launch today, we do have a backup opportunity tomorrow around the same time. Now again, weather is still looking good for T0, and the range is still green for launch. So with that, we're proceeding into the last couple of minutes of the terminal count. Again, liquid oxygen loading should complete around T minus two minutes. Stage two, locks load is complete. Great news. Liquid oxygen loading completing on the second stage concludes propellant loading of Falcon 9. And ground gas closeouts has started. I mentioned that transport erector earlier. There is a liquid oxygen line that we are now venting out, and that's why you see more of those white clouds around the vehicle. And at T minus one minute is when Falcon 9 will go into startup and the internal flight computers will take over the launch countdown. Falcon 9 is in startup. There it is. The vehicle is also now pressurizing for launch and now we are just waiting for the final call from the launch director. Ice space. Go for launch. Great news. All systems are go for launch of Falcon 9 with iSpace Mission 1. Three, 
ignition. successfully lifted off from pad 40 at Cape Canaveral Space Force Station carrying the iSpace Series 1 lunar lander. During ascent, we tilt the engines, which we call gimbling, and that turns the rocket horizontally. And that's what we call a gravity turn. We are still going... Is nominal. We are still going up, but we are also heading horizontally away from the launch pad. The rocket typically needs to go 17,000... supersonic. Great callouts there. The rocket typically needs to go 17,500 miles per hour horizontally in order to avoid being pulled back down to Earth and get Max into Q. orbit. And we just heard a callout for Max Q. That is maximum dynamic pressure. This is the largest structural load that the vehicle sees on ascent. Now that we're past the period of Max Q or maximum dynamic pressure, we do. Engine chill. We do have five events coming up in quick succession. That'll be Miko, stage separation, stage one flip, SES one, and then the boost back burn on the first stage will begin. Again, Miko is where all nine of those engines that you see lit up on your screen, that those will shut down. That helps slow the stage down in preparation for stage separation. Then the first stage will do a flip in order to make its way back to its landing zone today on land, followed by SES-1 or second stage engine start one on the second stage. That's where the MVAC engine will ignite. And then the boost back burn will also begin on the first stage. Those events are coming up here in just a few seconds. Stage separation confirmed. And back ignition. Stage one, boost back startup. Some really cool views there. We just had Miko stage separation. You could see the stage one flipping in the background of the MVAC view and an awesome view of the first stage boost back burn there. Awesome, awesome views. Again, that was Miko stage separation, stage one flip, SES one, that's the MVAC engine igniting. There you can see that on your right-hand screen. Stage one is currently in its boost back burn. Fairing separation confirmed. And there you can see on the right-hand screen, the fairing halves have deployed from the second stage as well. These fairing halves have completed their fourth and fifth flight and will be recovered when they return back down to Earth on our recovery vessel, Bob. Stage one boost back shut down. And as you saw on your left-hand screen, the engine has shut down on the first stage. That concludes the boost back burn for stage one. And an awesome view here. This is from our Falcon 9 second stage, looking at our MVAC engine in its first burn at the moment. 
T plus four minutes into today's mission. We are in the first of two planned MVAC burns before payload deployment. At T plus six minutes and 33 seconds, you should see on your screen the first stage's entry burn. That burn will last about 20 seconds. Now the entry burn is where we relight three M1D engines, starting with the center E9 engine and followed shortly afterwards by the E1 and E5 engines. Now that slows the vehicle down as it passes back into the Earth's atmosphere. Now we need to slow the stage down in order to reduce re-entry forces and that helps us with recovery and reuse of the first stage. Again, what you're seeing on your screen is a view of the MVAC engine on the second stage. So far looking like it's on a nominal trajectory. Now reusability is key to lowering the cost. He calls on nominal trajectory. Great call outs there. Reusability is key to lowering the cost of spaceflight, which enables more investments in critical scientific research. The Falcon 9 first stage that is supporting today's mission will perform this entry burn for the fifth time, previously having supported SES-22 and three Starlink missions. Again, that entry burn will be coming up in just about a minute from now, around the T plus six minute and 33 second mark. During that entry burn, Falcon 9 is decelerating by firing its Merlin engines, and we are still moving rapidly. This causes the vehicle to fly through Merlin's exhaust gases, which we also call the rocket's plume, and this deposits a layer of soot on the vehicle's surface. Now that soot comes from the carbon-based fuel that Falcon 9 uses. about 30 seconds away from the entry burn on the first stage. And you're seeing a view of the second stage MVAC engine on your screen. Stage one, entry burn startup. And there now on your left-hand screen is the first stage. We did hear the call out and also can see those engines lighting up the screen. Very bright there. This burn lasts about 20 seconds. Again, it's three of nine M1D engines reigniting. Stage one, entry burn shutdown. Stage one, FTS is saved. And as you saw, the engines have shut down. That concludes the entry burn for the first stage. Next up in just about 30 seconds will be the landing burn for the first stage. That's a single engine burn, the center E9 engine. Each engine is optimized for sea level. Start of terminal guidance. And it has about 190,000 pounds of thrust. So that single engine is just enough thrust to enable the first stage vehicle to touch down on its landing zone. Today will be Stage landing. One transonic. It will be landing zone two or LZ2 that we will be attempting to land on today. And just shortly after the landing burn Stage begins. Stage one landing burn. As we just saw and heard, the stage one vehicle 
landing burn has begun. We also heard the shutdown of the second stage engine, but stage let's two. watch yes, as Falcon 9 touches down for landing with this incredible view here. Terminal orbit insertion. Stage one landing leg deploy. Stage one landing confirmed. Really awesome views there. As you can see, Falcon 9 has touched down on landing zone two. That is our 155th recovery of an orbital class rocket, including first stage landings for Falcon 9 and Falcon Heavy.